Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 137. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving. Yes, this clock or this date lies. Uh, it doesn't lie. We were, this is when we recorded it because we're busy, uh, but we wanted to make sure that you got plenty of Elijah Fire content, especially because this is only uh, three episodes this week, Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, of course, we're off on Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. So, uh, but we'll be back the next week with DeMonte Edmonds, the final installment of the Fivefold Ministry Explained series, which has been fantastic. So that's going to be episode four, which is the final final installment. I know there are five folds to the fivefold, but we thought it'd be best to just, you know. It really is up to the the host and what time they have. So that's the that's the time that Demonte had. He's been super generous with his time, and it's been a great, great series. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. So it's uh, fantastic, informative, and yeah. Um, I want to know in the comments though, canned cranberry sauce or non canned cranberry sauce. Let me know. See, here's the thing. I love both. I get a little wary sometimes of the non-canned, even though it is better. It, a lot of times it is. Like Trader Joe's has an amazing cran, fresh cranberry sauce. Sometimes, sometimes the makers get a little crazy and they start throwing twigs and bark in there and it gets kind of crazy and gross. And I don't know what their deal is. Um, there's a little thing called a cranberry. It's different from sticks. Don't put sticks in there. So, um, yeah, I, but man, I'm a, I'm a big cranberry sauce fan. Just go, let's go nuts and pie. I love pie. Pie is better than cake. You guys all know this. I think we've established that pie is better than cake and I'm offending all the people who love cake right now on purpose. (laughs) So I, I'm excited. I, I really like food. That's like one of my love languages. You know, people say there's five love languages. I feel like food should be included in there. So yeah, big fan of pie. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait. Going to hang out with family. Um, Speaking of family, my host today is like family. She's part of the Elijah list, Elijah streams, Elijah fire fam. And uh, she's the co-host of Elijah streams. She's the host of torch carriers and treasures from heaven on the it's supernatural network. She does an amazing job there. Uh, she's also an amazing wife, an amazing mother, and she's a good friend of mine. So let's give it up for my guest today, founder of Marriage of the Land Ministries, Kelsey O'Malley. Kelsey O'Malley. Hey! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Yay! Yeah. It's like it's such a it's such an awesome time of the year. I mean, it is. when we get to eat and be together and see like you know, weird uncles we haven't seen all year. <laughs> I am the weird uncle. Yes. <laughs> but I'm the fun uncle too. So yes. You know. Okay. I have to admit this. I don't like cranberry sauce. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. And someone on the comment, can you side with me and be like, me neither. I do yeah. not like that. So I'm not the only one. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know, fun, fun fact about, I have to say this, because anytime you talk about pies and making pies, fun fact about Christina Baker is she makes incredible pies. So she is literally Christina Baker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She made an apple pie when she was uh, visiting me and it was delicious. And they mm. go like ham on holidays. They do like, mm. like crazy pies and decorating. I and love that. I love pie too. Just so when you were saying pie over cake, I think I might agree with that. Well, I don't do birthday cakes. You I don't legit, at all? No. You I do birthday I just, pie? I do. I legit, I'm not even lying. I legit do birthday pies. <laughs> what kind of pie? I I, I, I kind of like all kinds. Um, I love like a really good apple pie though. Like that's a good like baseline. But I yeah. also love actually, um, I consider these part of the pie family or like apple crisps and mm -hmm. um, apple crumbles and things like that too. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but then also, uh, Marionberry pies are fantastic, which are from this area, um, okay. native to this area. And it's sort of like a blackberry kind of so good. Oh, my goodness. Marionberry pie so from the Willamette Pie Jeff's Company. P.O. Box, no. send him. <laughs> I'll get like 500 <laughs> pies. <laughs> like, yeah, Everybody just slowly watches me blimp up over the course of a couple of months. <laughs> If you get a pie in your P.O. box, I'm going to die laughing. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I might just send you one, like, for the holidays. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're like, here you go, Jeff. And then I get it in, like, February. I know. You know it, yeah, like, exactly. Oh, by the way, you got a pie. We had to throw it away, Jeff. Yeah. Um, it molded in your P.O. box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it can happen. So. All right, Kelsey. Well, we're going to be tackling. Um, kind of a heavy subject. Um, but before we get into that, I would love for you to pray. We talked backstage, you said you really want to do that to start out with. So I'm going to let you go for it. Yeah. So Lord, we're just so thankful um, all, all of the year, but especially during this time and this season, God, we're just reminded of your goodness and all you've done for us Lord, this year, we look back and we say, thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Jesus, thank you that you see us and you love us. Lord, thank you for keeping our families. Thank you for keeping us, Lord. We just honor you and love you so much. And Father, I just pray that during this message today, that hearts would be opened, God, mm -hmm. and that we would see our need to turn to you and we would see our need to submit unto you, God, that, Lord, we would become teachable again, maybe in places where we've gotten a little hard or bitter or resentful. God, I just pray right now that, Holy Spirit, you would begin to touch hearts and you would begin to open hearts, Lord, so that we would become childlike again. We would become teachable again. We would become submissive to your word. Holy Spirit, help us because we cannot do it on our own. Lord, we need your help. We recognize that, God, that, that we're weak, that in our weakness, we're made strong by you, Jesus. So just Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move throughout this whole show and you would just bless your children. You would just pour out your spirit and touch many today. Let light bulbs in their spirit go off and say, that's what I have been missing. Lord, that's the key 
that I needed in this season. And Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, Kelsey, why do things happen to believers? I think that's a big question. And it's always good to kind of go back to that question intermittently. Um, uh, even if you know the answer, hearing hearing an answer from different perspectives can be good, especially when it's biblically based, um, mm-hmm. to get different perspectives on it. So um, why do difficult things happen to believers? I'm just going to let you go for it. Yeah, well, you know, today's show is really, I'm really going to talk about obedience and submission and, you know, just laying our lives down, becoming a living sacrifice unto the Lord. And so many times in our life, we're following God and we're doing what is right, but we're seeing promises not come to pass or we're seeing hard things come and happen to us and we're like lord what is going on why why is this happening and i think we all have walked through things in life where things have happened and they've been very difficult and we've turned to god and questioned number one we've said god where are you (laughs) or difficult times come and then even during the difficult times we stop hearing god's voice and it's like a double whammy because now we're going through something difficult and we're not hearing God. And so I believe that because of obedience and submission, a lot of times because we're not submitted unto God the way we should be, we're not obedient the way we should be, we get ourselves into trouble. A lot of the times it's us making a wrong decision. And because the Bible says we reap what we sow, which like that can be really, really good or really, really scary, depending on what you're sowing, because that's what you're going to reap. So, you know, I like to think of Abraham, you know, how God promised him and said, you know, I'm going to give you a son. And Abraham took that and was obedient to that and said, okay, I believe you. So the first step, he believed the word of the Lord. But then Sarah talked to him and was like, this isn't happening, you know, just go with my handmaiden. So he ends up uh, getting with Hagar and, and, you know, the Bible, it's interesting because so Abraham believed the word of the Lord, but wasn't fully submitted to God's will because full submission to God's will would be obviously conceiving with his wife. Yeah. And being that like, was, Dude, what are you doing? This is a yeah. horrible idea. This is not what yeah. God said. Yeah, that you should know, like, you know, you're conceiving with your wife, but because he wasn't submitted fully to the word and wasn't obedient to the nature of God, you know, he, he took it in his own hands. So he heard, right? So a lot of times, guys, we hear right, but we act according to our will. Mm. So we take what we hear from God and we make it come to pass however we can. We A lot of people say, don't birth an Ishmael. You've probably yep. heard that before. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful advice because a lot of us will get into our own strength and want to birth an Ishmael. So Abraham goes into Hagar. They conceive a child. And God doesn't speak to Abraham for 13 years. There's no record of him coming and speaking again to Abraham until he conceives with Sarah 13 years later. 
and has Isaac. And 13 is the number of rebellion. Hmm. I want to talk about the number 13 just a second, give you a, a little way God was speaking to me through the number 13 about rebellion, because ultimately Abraham was rebellious and went into Hagar and had Ishmael. And I remember I used to go to the gym a lot. Um, it was kind of like my mission field. Mm. Like God would have me practice giving words to complete strangers. When I was on the treadmill, the Lord would speak to me. And, you know, I, it was kind of like my little training ground, you know, years and years ago. And I love that season with God, but I wasn't completely free of listening to like rap music. That's what I like to listen to when I would run is like hype rap music. And I would run and I would count the number of songs within the time because any runners that are listening to this understand this. You have to get your mind off of running. If you're, mm. mind, if you're focused on running, you'll not run very far. You have to distract yourself when you're running because it's a mind game. A lot of running is a mind game. So day after day, I would go to the gym and I'd always end on rap song number 13. And this was a mix of all different songs from, you know, different streaming platforms. It wasn't like the same playlist. It would play random songs. And I would always was it, count. And was it called 13 or was it number 13? in a Number list? 13 okay. amount of songs. So I okay. would run for 13 songs. But I was only counting the songs because I would run for a certain amount of time. And so in the time, when the time was up, I would hit stop. But I would count the songs to help distract me, like, because you just have to get out of your head when yeah. you're running. And so each time I would be done, even though the songs were different all the time, the number I would count was always 13. Interesting. And I knew after a couple weeks of that, like, I'm slow to understand. This was, you know, before I started really getting deep into the things of the Lord. Finally, one day I was like, when I started hearing God more clear, I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, you're speaking to me. Like 13 is the number of rebellion. And this music is very rebellious of me to listen to because it wasn't, it wasn't good music. It was, you know, a lot of times rap songs can be dirty and really yeah. not good. So yeah. the Lord dealt with me with the number 13 and by saying like, Kelsey, you're rebellious by listening to this, this is not what I want you to listen to. And so God didn't, God didn't speak to Abraham for 13 years. And then finally, after that, he spoke to him and he had Isaac with Sarah and God doesn't have to speak to us. That's something I just want to say to, to everyone listening is God doesn't have to speak to you whenever you desire it. God is a God of justice and a God of righteousness, and he sticks to his word. And so if you're reaping any type of rebellion to what God's instructed you, and rebellion looks like many things, but one of the things rebellion looks like is taking a promise from God and trying to make it happen in your own strength. Hmm. It's rebellion because you're going against what the Lord has for you. And you're saying, okay, I know better. I know better than God, so I can work this out and I can, and what happens is it, it never works out. <laughs> you always birth an Ishmael and then you're like, yeah. why did I do this? Or God had a better blessing for you that you didn't run into because you took it into your own hands. Oh man. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. <laughs> has that happened to you, Jeff? Yes, it has. So uh, just really quick. Um, I was, I remember there was this young lady that this was years ago before Lauren, obviously, but there was this young, young woman that I was interested in. And I remember very clearly, I mean, it's, it, there's these moments in your life where you can go, God was so clear in this time speaking. He was like, I do not want you to pursue her. And I was so upset. I remember I was laying, I was like up late, late at night. We were on a mission trip and I'm laying there. I was just angry. I was so upset that God told me that I couldn't pursue her. Cause you know, sometimes when you're, especially when you're young and you're interested in somebody, no one else matters where you yeah. go, this is the person I want. There's no one else in the world. This is the person that I want to be with. Um, and that can be good and that can be bad. Um, and uh, in this case, it was bad because I go, fine, God, but I have to tell her how I feel, which is not what God told me to do. Um, he said, I want you to stop pursuing her because I, I, what happened next is I told her and it, it opened up months and months and months. I think it was over a year of hardship because it was this. She was not in the place to, to be dating. Quite honestly, I wasn't either. Um, and it caused all of this, it, all these issues, all this heartache, this hot, this cold, like back and forth. Um, and it was a mess. It was, it was a really, really, really difficult time in my life. Um, not just because of that, but, but that was the thing that kind of tipped the dominoes over. Um, and it was me birthing an Ishmael. I was like, no, it, because ultimately what happened is I did what God told me not to do. I moved in disobedience because God told me, nope, I want you to just focus on your relationship with me, him knowing what was going to come. Now, obviously I went through that hard time. And on the other side of that, I met Lauren, but it wasn't, um, if I had, if I had just listened to him, I think things might have happened slightly, slightly differently. Um, yeah, so. Totally. Yes, yeah. that's a great, that's an incredible example that we've all can say we've walked through. Mm -hmm. Because being obedient and being submissive is not the same thing. Mm. So being obedient is God speaks to you. And I've done this so many times. So God will speak to me when I'm out somewhere and he'll say, go pray for this person or go do this. God will give me an instruction mm -hmm. and I will, he'll have to say it to me and say it to me and say it to me and say it to me over and over and over. And five minutes where I'm like, fine, I'll go. Like, you know, and, and I, this is just me being real when God will speak. I mean, there's been times where the Lord has said, get out of the car and pray for this person. And I've driven away and the Holy Spirit will bother me the whole drive until I have to turn around and go back to that place because I was not quickly obedient. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason I do that is because I'm not fully submitted to God. Because if I was fully submitted to God and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, the first time I heard it, I would right away say, yes, Lord. And I would get out of my car and I would go to that person and I would pray. If I was truly submitted to God and he spoke to me and said, Kelsey, give this word or lay hands. The second he said that, 
I would go over and I would do that. But because I'm obedient, I still, I'm obedient. So I can say I was obedient, but I wasn't submissive. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I was not in submission. And so when we're submitted unto God, and there's so many scriptures that talk about submission in the Bible and the importance of being submitted, but I don't want you to confuse obedience and submission because submission is something that's really hard for us to do because we we live in a fallen world and we live in our flesh. Mm -hmm. And even as children, you know, you don't have to teach a child how to lie. You don't have to teach a child how to manipulate and cry to get their way. You have to teach them how to not lie. You have to teach them how to be submitted to you as parents, how to submit to you, how to honor their father. You have to teach them that. It's the same way with God with us. We're his children, and he has to teach us how to be submissive to him. And so submissive is basically you're submitting all of yourself unto the Lord. And there are scriptures that talk about submit yourself unto God, Submit yourself unto one another. Submit yourself to wives. Submit yourself to your husband. Submit yourself under leadership, church leadership. Submit yourself under authority. These are really hard things for us to do, you guys. And I think a lot of blessings are held back from us because we're not submissive. We're not submissive to one another. I mean, as a wife, am I fully submitted to my husband? If that's an, if I'm going to be completely honest, there's many times where I, I, I can do a lot better. I can do a lot better. And I'm not, I feel like at times I'm not fully submitted because it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not wanting to yield and like be submissive unto him. I'm wanting my own way. I'll no, that's not right. This is right. Or what about being submitted to one another? our brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, are we submitted to our fellow brothers and sisters? Are we submitted unto leadership at our church, the authority at our church? Are we understanding that God's given them authority? So we we submit under their leadership. We don't just do whatever we want and, you know, say whatever we want. We're submitted unto their authority. Mm -hmm. And the Bible talks about submit unto God, Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. I think it's James 4, 7. Yeah. So submit to God, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Are we truly submitted to God? Because that's step one. So submit to God, then resist the devil. I think a lot of times because we struggle with rebellion, we're not fully submitted unto God. We can't resist the devil because if you can't do step one, you can't do step two. So we don't know how to resist the devil because when you're in rebellion and you think you know better and you're not submitted to the word of God, you can't resist the devil because he's just going to keep coming at you because he knows the word and he knows spiritual principles and he knows those who are fully submitted and fully laid down. And, you know, Jesus was submitted unto the father. We see him say like, not my will, but your will be done. And how many of us actually are saying that to the Lord? You know what, Lord, with this situation, it's not my will, but it's your will that needs to be done. Mm, That's huge. 
It's huge. It's yeah. huge. And we all, I myself, I'm, I'm totally talking to myself. All my notes here are for me. And yeah, for that's my really good. Well, Kelsey, something that I was thinking about specifically with James four, seven, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you is, you know, I've talked, I talk about this a lot on the show is uh, progressive Christianity and how I began to start to walk in that this is years ago, but I, I would say I'm more flirted with, I tiptoed on the edge, but I've noticed so many of my friends fall prey to this, this kind of, it's a human teaching. It 100% is because it's less about submitting to God and more about what can I get away with? Because I want to be relevant and I want the world to, because what, what ends up happening is you end up just conforming to the way the world looks. There's nothing that differentiates you from the world. Yes. And, and as such, if that's the case, you can't resist the devil. If that's the case, if you're just looking, making yourself look more appealing to the world, you're not going to. If, you, if you're trying to model yourself after the world, if you're using the world as a template. Yeah. If you are using the world as a template to to model your life after in hopes that that's going to make you more appealing to Christians, it's not. It's not. Because if you look like the world, you are offering nothing else that they don't already have. If you look like the world, there's nothing you have that they would be like, there's something different about you. There's nothing different about you at that point. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I'm I, Jesus on the side, but it's more about the world. And so mm -hmm. I think this is really important is this submission aspect, this submission idea, because that's, that's step number one, submit to God um, yes. before anything else. And man, your life changes when you do that. Totally, totally changes. And what about being submissive unto the correction of the Holy Spirit? So, so many times the Holy Spirit will correct us. And the reason people, you know, we have to live a lifestyle of repentance mm -hmm. every single day. I'm, can you hear those blow? The blowers. I'm sorry. I it, guess it the, is the, the worst. People are here. Dude, the leaf blower is the, the world's most annoying. I'm so I've, sorry. I've leaf blowers outside my place too. Most annoying tool in the world. Yeah. I'm but. so sorry. <laughs> I did not know they were going to be here at this time. No, it's so okay. Don't worry about it. You guys. So, yeah. No, we're good. So sorry. Yeah. Um. So you know, how many times do we hear um, the voice of the Holy Spirit give us a nudge of correction? So like maybe we talk to someone in um, a way we really shouldn't. Maybe we were kind of rude to someone or even our spouse. Maybe we snapped off at our spouse or our children and you're laying in bed and the Holy Spirit says to you why you're laying in bed. You need to go apologize. And we've all had this, this, the inner voice of the Holy Spirit tell us, hey, you need to do this or you shouldn't have done that or said that. I'll give a perfect example um, of I'm just going to always tell on myself. So driving uh, out of my neighborhood, I was with my husband. We were going somewhere, I think Costco or something. And um, I looked down to like uh, get my phone out because I need, because we just moved here recently to get the GPS pulled up. I didn't realize there was a car behind me in my neighborhood. So they like slam their horn and like drive around, you know, and when they drove around, I was like immediately offended. I was like, I, you know, why couldn't you just go around me? Why'd you have to slam your horn like that? You know, mm -hmm. I, and so I like hit my horn back, like beep like that. Well, I got in trouble for that. Okay. The Lord said to me when I was driving back home 
um, from running some errands with my husband, the Holy Spirit says to me, don't repay evil with evil. Hmm. And it was just for me honking my horn, you guys. Like the Lord was like, don't repay evil with evil. And I knew when he said that he was talking about me honking my horn at someone. I was repaying evil with evil. So, you know, I wasn't being patient and I wasn't being merciful. I wasn't thinking, well, this guy was probably just going, what's happening? You know, what's happening here, you know, or whatever. And so it's little things like that. And then I had to repent to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I did that. That that was wrong of me to do that. You know, forgive me, Lord. I, I shouldn't have done that. Help me be um, more merciful and more understanding. And it's little things like that. Now, we're, I'm submitted to the Holy Spirit when he talks to me because I immediately will turn in repentance. And so that's something too, you guys, is living a lifestyle of submission unto God is going to look like living a lifestyle of repentance. Hmm. It's going to be hearing his voice and saying, you know what, Lord, your word is right and I'm wrong. Because anytime the Lord speaks to you, well, most of the time he's going to be quoting scripture. Very if you're going to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, like, I wonder what the Holy Spirit sounds like. Maybe some of you feel like you've never heard him, which I guarantee you have. If you've ever thought of a scripture just randomly throughout the day or a scripture really got highlighted to you, that is the Lord speaking to you. And so it's your responsibility to take that and submit to it, to what the Lord's saying to you. And so this becomes a lifestyle of really... I feel like the more I fall in love with Jesus, the more submitted I am to him. Just like the more years I spend with the hu my husband, the deeper I fall in love with him. I mean, any married couple will tell you like years that go on, you just, your love grows and it grows and it grows. It's the same way with the Lord. As my love grows and, and my relationship grows with Jesus, it's easier for me to submit. So when I'm young and I'm first getting born again, I'm, I may be obedient, but I definitely am not submissive because he's having to tell me like time and time again, you know, <laughs> and, but now the more I fall in love with Jesus, the more I look at him, the more I read his word, the more I, I listen for his voice and his leading, it's easier for me to fully submit to him. And I think that's a key of a lot of times of why we go through hard things in life and why we walk through difficult times. I think we aren't fully submitted unto God's will for us and we still are holding on to our will. No, it has to be done this way. Like you, the perfect example. Okay, Lord, I, I just got to tell her how I feel. Well, that was your will. Right. Yeah. And we've all done that. I've done that so many times. I can't even count. I mean, it was, it's choosing my will. Mm -hmm. And so in this season, in this time, guys, as, as we're seeing so much happen in the earth and as hard things are coming, hard times um, are coming, we're walking through very difficult times right now on the earth, times like we have never seen before. Uh, situations are happening like we have never seen before. Um, there's famines over here, pestilence over here, earthquakes over here, um, just so many things happening at once. We have to be submitted to the will yeah. of the Lord. We have mm -hmm. to be submitted. We have to be able to become teachable. We have to be like little children. You know, when Jesus was teaching the disciples, he said, Father, thank you 
that you reveal this to those whose hearts are teachable. You reveal the kingdom to those whose hearts are teachable. In Matthew 11, Jesus talks about, Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving the kingdom and revealing the kingdom to these who are like children. You're confounding the wise. Mm. And so if you have pride in your heart or you always think you know better, one, how do I know that? How do I know I have pride in my heart? One of the ways is that you're always right with everything. There, there's never a time where you really reflect on what someone else is saying and say, Lord, is, do I really do that? So if someone comes to you in correction or there's some type of you know, argument, just take, don't always think you're always correct. Ask the Lord, Lord, reveal my heart. Is there something going on there that I don't see? Because most of us, we don't see the flaw in our own eye. I mean, that's why it's there. Because we don't see it or we would take it out. But a lot of times we don't see what's going on with us. So we have to become teachable. We have to humble mm. ourselves yeah. time and time again. You know, we always have to go lower and go lower, continually submit to the word of God, even though it's hard. It's it's definitely not easy. It's It's not easy. But the more that you um, seek Jesus intimately and the more you get into the secret place, I feel like the easier it, it becomes to be submissive. It's, it's not as hard anymore. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Cindy McGill says, listen to hear, not listen to respond. And I think that's really good. Um, and that's something that I've been really kind of walking through right now is like, which is hard as an outward processor, like, cause I. I'm always, I'm never short on things to say, you know, I'm always like, Ooh, yeah. And then this, and, and honestly, just practicing that with my wife too. Um, that's the area where I get, you know, cause you get comfortable around people and then you end up not, and this is like very cliche, but like, you know, a husband, you know, and a wife will be talking and it goes in one ear yeah. and out the other, you oh, know, yeah. usually on the side of the husband and, um, and sometimes that's like, it can be a multitude of things, but you're like, you'll say your piece and then you check out, you know? And, um, and so that's something that God has been really working on with me right now is, is that is, is being attentive and listening to people. And then also, because it's not, it's not just a human issue. It's not just me not listening to, to Lauren or me not fully being present in a conversation that bleeds over into your relationship with God too, oh, whether yes. you like it or not. Like it does. It's not like, Oh, but I'm, but God, I hold you. Well, like a lot of times it can be so intertwined, especially because like of the commands, like husbands loved your, love your wives as that's, that's it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, yes. as Christ loves the church. And I think that yes. by me, not that's because we, you can look at this situation, just being completely transparent you can look at the situation of like me not listening to Lauren and that's, I totally lost my train of thought of what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it happens people. This is real. Um, but I, I think that, I think that, the, you know, looking at a situation like that, mm -hmm. you, uh, man, I'm really hoping it goes back. <laughs> Well, we're talking about being you're when you and Lauren are talking to each other, it's going yeah. in one ear and out the other. And sure. you have you have to be more intentional mm -hmm. when you listen yeah. and you have you have to submit and, and listen 
even though you don't really want, <laughs> you don't really right. want to. Right. Yeah. And I think that like, that's the way that she, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Thank you, Lord. Um, is with a situation like that, she's not, she's not feeling loved she, because she's not feeling heard mm -hmm. and there's no, you know, there's no connection there right. because I'm, you know, whatever I, I get on my phone or whatever. And then I stop listening to what she has to say. Cause I just wanted to say what I wanted to say, yes. knowing full well that what I said, what, especially cause she's more of an internal processor. So it may take her a second to think about what I was saying and then respond. Right. But I'm already like, well, whatever I've checked it. I'm, I've moved on from that. You know, like that's not loving. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that, you know, especially as a married, uh, a married individual, um, you know, my wife and I are of one flesh in the eyes of God. Yes. And so, yeah, I think that it's really like those types of things are really important. So. And you hit, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, husbands love your wife, like Christ loves the church. Mm -hmm. And so if, if we were to gauge that and say, well, am I, am I loving my wife like Christ loves the church? And, and honestly ask yourself that. And for wives, are we really submitted to our husband? You know, like Sarah was to Abraham, you know, like she called him master, you know, like she was, she was fully submitted and that, but that was pleasing to God mm -hmm. because when we're submitted under authority, when we're submitted under God, when we're submitted under our marriage, that's pleasing to God because it's selfish, it's selfless. Yeah. We're it's selfless. You're being a servant. You're, you are serving one another in love. And that is the greatest in the kingdom. Jesus says the greatest in the kingdom is those who serve in the kingdom. And I think we forget that too. We think, oh, the greatest in the kingdom is the one with the most influence. The greatest in the kingdom is the one who holds crusades that hold a million people. And they're the greatest in the kingdom, but that's mm -hmm. not what Jesus said. And so he talks about servants being the greatest in the kingdom. And we need to be submissive. We need to serve the Lord. We need to serve others. We need to love the Lord with all our heart, all our mind, all our strength, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. This fulfills the law and the prophets. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's about love. It's about dying to ourselves. And, you know, I want to also talk about getting into the secret place a little because if there is no intimacy with Jesus and, and if there is no heart to heart connection, this is going to be really hard because it's going to be, you're trying to do it in your own strength. And, and this is why this message can be taken the wrong way. And that's why I need the Lord to help me uh, give this message because it can be taken very legalistically. Mm -hmm. Okay submit. I'm going to do it in my own strength. No matter what, I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Well, it's still in your heart. So it's just as bad. You know, like Jesus said, if you lust in your heart after a woman, if you look mm -hmm. with your eyes and lust yeah. in your heart, you're committing adultery. What you think in your heart matters, how, you know, your heart condition matters before the Lord. So we don't want to be ones that are like, I'm just going to bite my tongue and I'm not going to say it. And I'm not, you know, I'm going to be submissive, but in your heart, you're thinking horrible things. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. And yeah. so that's the legalistic religious way of looking at it. And 
We don't want to do that. We want our hearts to be pure before the Lord. And we want to be submitted in our hearts, not just our actions. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And so how do we do that? I believe a huge key for my own life of how I've really uh, grown with the Lord is getting into a place of such intimacy. And what does that mean? That means that when I go to pray and when I go to seek him, I'm just there for him. Hmm. So like the secret place, a lot of people don't understand the secret place. They think that you're physically getting taken out of your body and like going up to heaven. And that's the secret place. That's not the secret place. I wish that was a secret place mm-hmm. sometimes. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes that happens to someone once in a lifetime where they're snatched up out of their body or, you know what I mean? That's not a, the secret place is a daily place where we encounter the Lord. The secret place is found in the posture of your heart. So when you come before the Lord and you come to seek the Lord, it's just as simple as this. I like to just Matthew 6, 6, says, get alone in the quietest room of your house and pray to God. And so I like being alone. I like it to be quiet. Um, A lot of times my husband will take my kids somewhere. I'm like, okay, yes, because it's quiet. Like no one's home. And I'll just sit on the couch. And sometimes I'll bring my Bible on the couch. And I just close my eyes and think about the Lord. And so how can you do that? You can take any of the scripture you want to where Jesus is involved and dwell on that scripture and think about what was it like when he entered the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus? What was it like when the Lord knocked on the door and came in? What was it like when Martha was busy, but Mary got the privilege to sit at his feet? What would it be like to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him teach out of the scriptures and look at him? Actually, you know, John talks about, we actually got to see him. We got to touch him. We got to hear him speak. We got, you know, think about John got to actually lay his head on the chest of Jesus, hear his heartbeat, smell his linen, feel his hair, see his Mm -hmm. smile, know his countenance. The the way Jesus looks at us is, is just beyond description because it's, it's so beautiful. And so these are things that I'll think about when I, get into this place with the Lord, usually my mind is just focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I either will sit at his feet or I'll just look at him or I'll think about the scriptures. I'll think about how much he loved us to go to the cross, you know, how he was bruised and beaten and bled, uh, uh, sweat, sweat become drops of blood because of the anguish of the soul, which mm-hmm. he remember Jesus was, fully man, fully God. So he had that anguish come over him so much. So, I mean, that's how much he loves us that God would send his only son. I mean, if that doesn't melt your heart with absolute love, like nothing else, how could you not want to submit just to love like that? Hmm. How could you not in turn want to give Jesus beautiful gifts of your love and appreciation and adoration When you look at him for any amount of time, cares fall away, weights fall away, um, situations you're going through, they seem to dim. And 
the secret place is just it's it's such a place of closeness and um love the lord will wash you in his love in the secret place you may cry and just let everything go you may have very strong emotions which the lord will use those emotions i mean emotions can also be good too people kind of demonize emotions and say oh that's just hype or whatever but i can tell you that when i'm in the true presence of jesus i usually just weep uncontrollably and i don't even know why Hmm. It's not like I'm sad. It's not. It's just I don't know why his his presence is so all consuming that you you have to respond. Yeah. And so when you when you begin to cultivate this type of relationship, if the Lord Jesus says to me, "Hey, I want you to go do this," right away my heart says, "Yes, Lord," because I've just been with Him. Hmm. I've just been gazing upon you know, the Lamb of God. I've just been gazing upon beauty itself. You're not then going to say, no, I don't feel like it today, Lord. If I haven't spent any time with Jesus that week and I've been busy, which we all, we're all busy. I mean, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I I do stuff like this all the time. I mean, I have kids, you know, my house, all, all the things we all do, all of you do listening. But you can make time because he's important. Mm-hmm. He's He's worth that time even if it's 15 minutes before you go to bed. I mean, he's worth the time. And so I notice if I haven't spent a lot of time with him, it's easy for me to him to tell me, do this. And it takes him five or six times telling me, Kelsey, do this. Hmm. But if I've just been with the Lord and I've just been gazing upon him and he says, do this, it's, it's so easy for me to be submissive. Like, like it's when you freshly fall in love, anything your spouse asks you, it's like you'll do anything for them. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, it's just it's how it, our relationship grows with the Lord. So don't yeah. neglect getting into the secret place with Jesus. It's it's just your heart postured before him, thinking about him, dwelling on what his scripture says talking to him, listening, hearing his voice of adoration. Cause a lot of times um, I've been in the secret place. This is another thing I want to share too. Sometimes I'll spend more time with the Lord than other days. And there's been times where I've waited on God for over an hour before he said a word to me. Mm, yeah. So it's not like I close my eyes and the Holy spirit is like, and you know, that, that doesn't usually happen. So it's me surrendering all of myself to him, looking to him, meditating on his word, um, repenting, you know, surrendering again, guys, I surrender fresh to the Lord all the time. I'll I'll Mm. tell him like, Lord, I surrender to you again. Yeah. Lord, I lay on the altar again. I'm I'm a living sacrifice again, Lord, purify my heart again, Lord. Sanctify me again, Lord. Wash me in the water of your word again, Lord. And it's just a it's just surrendering before him. And it may take some time before you hear the Lord speak. And sometimes, guys, it's just like a phrase. Like I'll hear the Lord say, like, you're more beautiful than whatever, or you mean this much to me. And he'll start to tell me like how much I mean to him. Or he'll start to show me maybe something in the spirit. Well, I'll see a beautiful garden. I'll see flowers blooming. And I know that's the Lord telling me our relationship is blooming. Mm. And he's watering that those gardens. So 
don't neglect to get alone with him and seek him. And, and it may be five minutes at first because you can't stay in the spirit that long. It, your spirit, we ta- I did a whole series on living in the spirit, how yes, to grow your spirit, man. So yeah. you have to grow On Elijah Fire, by the way, everybody, those who don't know, they're like, ooh, where is it? In the playlist tab yes. on YouTube, on the Elijah Fire YouTube, living, living in the spirit, living in the spirit, living from the spirit, living in I the think spirit. It's, I think it's living in the spirit or from the spirit. It's one of them. Yeah, you'll see it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so find find that because we talk living about from the how, spirit. Thank living you, from the spirit. Okay. Yeah. So I teach on how to grow your spirit, man. So that way you can stay in the spirit longer. Have you ever mm-hmm. noticed too, like during worship, you know, songs get slow and worship real worship starts. You know, after twenty or thirty minutes, a lot of people they can't they have to pull out of it, like the the they have to, they'll walk around or they're, they're thinking like, this is too long. Why isn't the sermon coming? Why isn't the pastor up here yet? It's because their spirit man hasn't grown enough to be filled like that. So they're full and they're like, okay, you know, what's next? They, they haven't expanded their spirit enough. So the more time you spend with the Lord, your spirit man will grow and grow and grow and longer times you'll be able to pray in the spirit. Maybe you can pray in the spirit five, 10 minutes after you seek the Lord like this, it's going to grow. Your relationship will bloom with Jesus. Whatever you give your time to is going to grow and it's going to bloom. And with all, just with everything that's going on, if you're tired and you're weary and you feel dissatisfied, you feel something's lacking. Why do I feel this way, God? I feel dissatisfied. I feel something's lacking. I feel depressed. I feel lonely. Get into the secret place with Jesus and look upon his face. And just that's all you need to do. Just love him. Pour your love on him. And let me tell you that those things that have been weighing you down, he removes those burdens. He says, come to me, all those who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. There's such rest in Jesus. You can live a life of rest and peace. No matter what storm is happening around you, you can sleep through that storm because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And when we stare and gaze upon the Prince of Peace, we become like him. The Bible says when we look to him, we become like him. And so we look to him, we become like him, we receive his peace, we receive his rest. He takes our burdens. I mean, the exchange is so glorious. And so make sure you're not neglecting that time with the Lord, because um, it's, it's going to be really hard for you with all the stuff that's, you know, the Bible says men's hearts fail them for the things that are coming upon the earth. And so as things come upon the earth, if you're only focused in the natural, and you're not submitted unto God, so you can't resist the devil. He's battling you in your mind. And then things are happening. Maybe there's family problems, even during this Thanksgiving time. Maybe there's a lot coming against you. If you would spend this time today, if you're not working, and tomorrow you're not working, give 10 or 15 minutes to the Lord. And just cl- and see, see what the Lord will do for you. See what the Holy Spirit will do for you. But I'm telling you, you'll feel such peace. You'll feel yeah. a release. Um, it's it's not like it's supernatural, you guys. 
because it's in the realm of the spirit. It's supernatural what happens. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like medicine. It's like Mm -hmm. medicine for your soul. He is, he is the medicine for our soul that we need. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One other thing that I wanted to touch on just really quick um, is going back to the condition of our heart. You know, like you were talking about uh, dealing with the condition of your heart. You know, it's not just like, okay, well, I'm not going to say anything out loud, but everything is going to be kept inside. Mm-hmm. I think especially because there are some some newer believers, I think that it's important to recognize that if you say you take up offense against somebody, somebody wronged you. Okay, we'll use that as an example. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with bitterness and then you forgive them, but you are still that feeling is still there. I think that Satan can come in and be like, you're rotten. You're absolutely rotten. And it's like, yeah, our flesh was offended. Continually lay that down. That's why yes. David's, I quote Psalm 130, uh, 39, 30, 130. See, I always like want to say 138. Maybe God wants me to start reading 138, Psalm 138. Psalm 139 um, how it says uh, in uh, verses 23 and 24, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way understanding. And it's that constant laying that down, of an acknowledgement of, yes, no, I forgave them. I'm not going to pick this up again. Lord, I lay this down. Yes. Search me, God, search me, make me like you. And that constant, I mean, this is like something I pray all the time, you guys, like, and it's my heart's cry is yes. is god search me root out the things that are not of you i want to be more like you um and constantly laying that down but also like kelsey was saying man when you take that what i'm saying but then you also continue to pursue jesus and and spend time in that secret place man it's like that stuff melts away like it really does like yeah. it's not something that we can do in our own strength uh we need to it we need to surrender that to God. But I just wanted to bring that up and just point that out to some people because there might be some people where you're like, like, I hear you, Kelsey, I'm doing this, but I still feel these things even though I said I'm sorry and I'm just like, oh, I'm horrible. Um, and yeah, there might be some, gr- like I, I feel grieved when I feel offense and it's oh, still yeah. there. And it's like, especially yeah. when I'm like, I, I know God, I know you care about this person and I care about them, but I've taken up offense against them. Yeah. It's it's normal to feel grief. It's normal to feel that like, oh man. Um, but I would say, you know, you know what I just said, but also what Kelsey said is really going to help you. And it, it's the perfect time. We're heading into Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, some of you are going to be around family for a couple of days. Maybe yeah. some family that's rubbed you wrong. Maybe you've gotten to a beef with uh, someone in your family, and yeah. it's time to lay that down. Yes. It's time to lay that offense down. Even yes. if the, even if you were wronged and they you're waiting for them to say, I'm sorry, they might not. One of the mm-hmm. hardest lessons I had to learn was uh, actually it was in that that ex- that experience I was telling you about with with um, one of the greatest shifts in my life was in, the end of that season. I went through where I said, I have to tell this girl how I feel. And then there was all this. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of hurt. And I said, if she would just apologize, I've shared this, I showed this a long time ago, but I remember I was in India in a rickshaw. I remember exactly where I was. I can still see it. And I said, if she would just apologize, I could move on. 
And God said, you need to forgive her as if she's already said, I'm sorry, because she's not going to apologize. And I was like, oh, that was a bitter pill. But that was the shift for me. So let that be an encouragement for some of you. You, Some of you might be in that place right now where you're going to have to ultimately, you know what God says. You know your marching orders, but you're waiting for something to happen in the physical with somebody in order for you to then execute these marching orders that God has given you yeah. not going to happen. That's no. not that sometimes it's just not the way it works. Right. It would be nice for people to be so attentive and be like, Oh, you know, Kelsey, I wronged you. I'm really sorry that I did that. Sometimes it just, it just doesn't yeah. happen. No. And so we can't use those as excuses to not carry out our marching orders from God. We know what those are. So no one's ever going to treat you the way you deserve to be treated. Yeah. No one is ever going to appreciate you the way you deserve to be appreciated. No one is going to just what you're, you know, it doesn't happen that way. Right. It's just where we live in a fallen world mm-hmm. and where you're never going to be appreciated like how you should be except from the Lord. I mean, that's what's so amazing about the acceptance of Jesus and knowing Jesus is all those things that humans can't do. The Lord is constantly through the Holy Spirit pouring into us. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, if you had a, have an offense with a brother, if a, your brother has wronged you and you have an offense with him, before you give your gift at the altar, leave your gift, go to your brother and tell them you're sorry. So the Bible says, if they have offended you, for you to go to them and apologize. So that means basically they're in the wrong. They said something they weren't supposed to, but yet you're going to them to apologize. So that's how the Bible deals with stuff. It it deals with our flesh. The Bible is constantly dealing with our flesh. And, And so some of us during this holiday season, if there's been a beef or a misunderstanding, you need to be the one to first apologize, even though they wronged you. Mm-hmm. You you need to be submissive, once again, submissive to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Maybe your breakthrough isn't fully coming because you're not willing to be submissive to the word because you're not submissive fully to what the word says. Yeah, okay, that's great, but I'm not doing that because you don't know what they did to me. Well, it doesn't matter what they did to you. The Bible says clearly how to handle things. And so we listen to what the word says and we're obedient to the word. So maybe go to them and say, hey, you know, this thing that happened between us, like, I'm sorry that happened. I didn't handle it the way I should have. And I just want you to know, I love you. I'm sorry. Yeah. And even if they don't say I'm sorry, too, which the human heart usually will say <laughs> I'm sorry, too. And sometimes might, it doesn't happen. But hopefully. <laughs> but even if it doesn't, you know, that is the way you handle it. And you know that you're good with the Lord. And so that's the thing is we're not here to please man. We're here to please God. How mm-hmm. do we please God? By be obedient to his word. Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commands. Yeah. So if you love Jesus, you'll obey the word, even though it's really hard. And the word is a sword, right? So the word separates spirit and soul. It separates. The word is going to use it against you and use it against your enemies. So God will use the sword to sharpen you and say, hey, you need to be the first one. So 
I think I'll let's pray into that for a little bit. Yeah. Cause there's so much, I, I honestly, like I, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, oh man, there's so much, so much to say about this. And I was like, but we need to end. Cause I know, I know we're going. So, um, but the other thing that I was thinking of as we're entering into this prayer, prayer ministry time is, you know, you were saying, um, you were talking about Jesus, um, in his sacrifice and and you're saying if that doesn't melt your heart well some some people's hearts aren't getting melted by it and some people actually do need a revelation of that and so that was something i was going to ask you to do is is even pray into that um because there's some people that just legit need just deeper revelation of 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 jesus's sacrifice and what he did for us um because there's some some people who have found themselves where they're like yeah i've been a little bit too self-centered in terms oh, of we all have yeah yeah but um so yeah yeah well lord i just pray that holy spirit you would come right now to each and every heart father and i pray that your word would penetrate their hearts god that the seed that you've sown today lord would fall on soft soil and it wouldn't be snatched away it wouldn't be crowded out by the thorns but god you would begin to water that seed and you would do a deep work in your children. God, I pray that you would mature us. You would grow us up, Lord. Help us deny ourselves, pick up our cross and follow you, Jesus. Let us understand what it means to be a living sacrifice. Let us understand what it means, Lord, to follow you and only you. God, help us. We cannot do it on our own. Lord, teach us how to submit to one another. Lord, teach us how to submit to our husbands and wives. God, teach us how to submit to you. When we don't want to, Lord, we're so selfish, but God, help us. Help us learn how to lay before you and surrender again. Jesus, I pray right now that those who haven't ever felt connected to you in a deep and intimate way, God, I pray that they would see you hanging on that cross and they would see that you paid the price for every sin that you didn't have to do that, that all the sins that we've ever committed are washed clean by the blood. Lord, you made a way that we could be right with God. If it wasn't for your sacrifice, Jesus, we would all be burning in hell because of our poor decisions, our fallen nature. God, time and time again, we've denied you. We've lied. We've cheated. We've stealed. We've had wicked thoughts and wicked heart, Lord, but because of your sacrifice, because of your blood, God, you made a way. You tore the veil so that we could enter in. You made a way so we could have fellowship with God. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer orphans, but we're adopted as sons and daughters. Jesus, thank you for taking every beating, every stripe, Lord, thank you that as they led you to the slaughter, you were silent as a lamb. You didn't even stand up for yourself, God, as they spit in your face and they tore out your beard and they cursed you, God. You didn't even say a word, Jesus, because you knew it was because of great love that you were making this sacrifice. You didn't have to say a word because you knew what you were called to do. You knew the sacrifice that had to be made. Jesus, thank you for your merciful heart. Thank you that your mercy is new every morning. Thank you for your grace for us. God, thank you that 
as they were as they were tormenting and killing and uh, uh, horribly laughing at you and mocking you and and you were hanging on a cross, you looked down and you said, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. What love comes from Jesus that he could look upon all the sin and take it upon himself and then say, God, don't hold them accountable for this. That is such love. Jesus, thank you. Without your sacrifice, Lord, we could not be made whole. We could not be washed clean. We could not have peace or rest. Lord, your word said that the wicked never have rest. But in you, God, we have perfect peace and perfect rest. And for all eternity, forever and ever and ever, we can dwell in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray right now that you would break hearts open like an alabaster jar and you would just pour your love into them, Lord. That they would look at your beauty, Jesus, of all you've done because you love us so much. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. God, your love is so far-reaching. There's nowhere that we can go to hide from it. We can't go into the depths of hell because your love, God, for us would be there. Can't go into the highest places, into the deepest part of the ocean. Your love reaches us no matter how far we've run, no matter how backslidden we've become. God, your love for us is never ending. It pursues us and pursues us and pursues us. And God, even when we weren't serving you and we were serving the devil, you still came after us because of your such great love. God, you wrote a destiny for each and every one of us, a perfect plan that we would uh, walk out as we live on the earth. God, I pray that you would reveal that to hearts right now, that you have good plans to give them a hope and a future that they'll prosper in their walk with you, Lord. Jesus, help us to see the reality of who you are. Lord, help us get our eyes off the world. Help us get our eyes off ourselves. Help us gaze upon you, precious Jesus. Lord, I ask for grace for those listening, Father, grace to get into the secret place. Father, I ask that you would woo them by the Holy Spirit to fall in love with Jesus. Father, I ask that you would give them a, a Shulamite bride experience, Lord, where you chase them down and you look through the lattice at them and you steal their heart away in beauty, Jesus. Lord, I pray that our souls would see the treasure chest of love of who you are, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We just love you, Lord. You know, you can just love on him right now where you're at. Just tell him, I love you, Jesus. I'm sorry that I turned away. I'm sorry that I chased something else above you, Lord. I repent. Lord, I, I give my heart again to you in full surrender right now. 
Lord, I'm sorry that I'm backslidden and I, I stopped reading the word and I stopped seeking you. God, forgive me. Let me have grace to pursue you all the days of my life. Lord, here I am again. Lord, we repent for being selfish. Lord, we repent for being half obedient and not submissive unto you. Lord, forgive us. We love you, Lord. Help us. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us find you when we seek for you. Help us overcome by our testimony. Help us, Lord, during difficult times with family members when we want to get into offense and unforgiveness. Holy Spirit, help us. Speak to us the word. Lord, let us be quick to repent and come to you again. We love you so much, Jesus. You know, a lot of times people have sicknesses in their body, and many of you have carried sicknesses in your body for a long time. And coming to the Lord and submitting to Him and repenting to Him, you know, miracles flow from that place because we surrender again and we open our heart again and we say, Lord, you're a king of everything. And a lot of times, because we haven't been repentant, these sicknesses, they, they have the right to stay on us. So I just want to pray right now that you would be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to begin to touch bodies right now, whatever it is, the Lord knows. So just right now, just, just open your heart to the Lord. Just say, Lord, touch me. Father, right now, I pray in Jesus name. That those who have pain right now, loose in Jesus' name. All pain go now in Jesus' name. Lord, let your healing presence cover them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Lord, I thank you for healing knees right now, pain in the knees right now. Lord, thank you for removing that pain. Father, we bless you. Lord, thank you right now for back pain right now, leaving now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Even neck pain, stiffness, there's, there's been such heavy weight on you. And the reason there's neck pain is because it's the, it's the cares, it's the weight, it's the buildup of people putting expectation on you. And you've carried this for so long. Jesus, I ask right now that you would be the burden lifter. And just right now in the realm of the spirit, I just see the Lord just lifting off the weights from your shoulders. And you're going to find that that neck pain isn't there anymore because it's due to all the stress of the load upon you. Just right now, give it to the Lord. Father, thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, I pray for fibromyalgia. Right now, be gone in Jesus' name. I speak to spirit of fibromyalgia. Go now in the name of Jesus. All pain goes now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And whatever it is, just begin to believe God. Just begin to do something you couldn't do. You know, people, why would I do that? Why would I do something I couldn't do? Because in faith, you're stepping out and you're saying, 
Lord, I believe you can touch me. Lord, I know you're the healer. I know, Holy Spirit, that you love me. By his stripes, you're healed, which means you are healed. And Peter, it says you were healed. The Lord already, we talked about the cross, the beauty of the cross. When he went to the cross, he already took that upon his body. And so you don't have to strive for it. You don't have to work for it. It's something that's already done. So, Father, I thank you that as they repented and, Lord, as that stuff got washed off of them, God, as they submit to you, their bodies respond in healing. Lord, that as the trauma gets taken off of them, their bodies respond and are healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. So uh, this is not relating to healing, but God's opening up the seer realm for many of you right now. Thank you, Jesus. So I just see that, that some of you are beginning to see as your eyes are closed and we're praying, you're beginning to see different things in your imagination. You're beginning to see the Lord is showing you images. Just receive that right now. It's the Lord opening up the realm of the the seer realm to you so that when you do get into the secret place, the Lord's going to begin to show you things and will speak to you this way. This is how we learn how to prophesy. This is how we learn how to move uh, in the realm of the spirit is through the, the gifting of sight. And so God's doing that right now for many of you as you begin to just look to the Lord. Jesus, right now, I pray that you would show yourself to these beautiful people that you would begin to reveal your beauty to them, Lord, that they would see you in the realm of the spirit and they would fall deeply in love with you. You know, the Bible says, blessed are your eyes for they see. Blessed are your ears for they hear. Many long to see and hear the things that we see, but never got to see any of it. So your eyes are blessed. Your ears are blessed. You are blessed of the Lord and your descendants are blessed of the Lord. So Jesus, I thank you for all you're doing right now. And I just pray that over this holiday time, God, you would pour out your love. You would restore relationships. You would restore families. And that God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we don't find that joy in the world or in situations we find it in you so lord i pray that even during this time when maybe travel it gets stressed and timelines in this that they would carry the joy of the lord or let your beauty and your radiance be upon their countenance as they go home father i ask um, that you would open up opportunities where they can just share the love that they have for jesus with their family Lord, bless them and their families in this season in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Kelsey O'Malley, thank you so much. This oh, is a thanks great, for having me. Great episode, just right on the eve of Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Eve. It's great. Uh, Kelsey, how can people follow you? You obviously host Torch Carriers and. Um, treasures from heaven yeah you got it podcast. uh-huh how can how can people listen to that how can people watch that so if you go on rumble and you type in torch carriers 
they have every episode up on Rumble or they have it on um, the ISN app was like a little orange app that says ISN. You can find Torch Carriers on that too. Treasures from Heaven is a podcast. So you can find that on all streaming podcast platforms. Just type in Treasures from Heaven. And I have a lot of amazing guests. Um, it's not just my own podcast. I have anyone that comes to visit the Sid Roth show for It's Supernatural. I get to host them for a podcast. So I ask them a lot of amazing, like their encounters they've had with God. There's incredible conversations on those podcasts. So, and the show's really awesome too. So mm -hmm. either one of those, if you're looking for something to listen to besides Elijah Fire, <laughs> you can go and find that. And then you guys yeah. can follow me on Facebook. That's usually just where I make like daily posts of what the Lord is sharing with me. Um, just, I like to edify and encourage people on Facebook. So you can find me at Kelsey O'Malley. There it is, everybody. Links are in the description for all those things, too. If you're having a little tough time finding one of those, we made it easy for you. Get more Kelsey and her uh, her spitting revelation, spitting revelation, revelation, revelation. So, Kelsey, thank you so much. Have an amazing Thanksgiving. Yes, you too. Love you yeah. guys. Yeah. And then, everybody, you have an amazing Thanksgiving, too. Just a reminder, no episode on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. We're back on Monday, November 28th with the final installment, part four of four of the Fivefold Ministry Explained with Demonte Edmonds. You're not going to want to miss that. Also, next week, I just wanted to let everybody know that we are only doing three episodes. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because I'm going to be on vacation. Uh, and, um, and then also some other people that could have done it are on vacation too. And it just, you know, we love Emily. We don't want to overload her. God bless her. She's engineering this right now. Um, and so, yeah, so only three episodes next week. So it'll be DeMonte on Monday and then Wednesday and Friday. I'll announce on Monday, Monday will be a live episode before I leave on vacation. Uh, so we'll see you guys then also electrifycom slash donate. Uh, any and all donations go towards the water wells, go to make sure that this normally stays five days a week or three days a week as the case is next week. Um, and we just so appreciate you guys and all your donations. And so um, if you feel led, um, you know, by all means, even if it's 20 bucks, five bucks, whatever, uh, we all that will be used very much to make sure that this stays free and accessible for you guys. So have an amazing Thanksgiving. An amazing four-day weekend for some of you. And we'll see you on Monday, November 28th with DeMonte Edmonds. See you guys. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.